Hello and welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. Harvest Church is based in sunny Durban, South Africa. We are a family of believers who are passionate about Jesus. We really hope this message inspires you today. Well, good morning. What a privilege it is to be here this morning. So I want to say thank you to George and the team for inviting me to be here this morning. I just want to welcome everyone. We've had an amazing series that George and Richard have gone through over these last few uh, weeks. It's called A Place to Live. It's been amazing to discover the worship, the prayer, the expectancy, the love and the grace. What a series. And I want to encourage you from that series, so what now? Something has got to happen. There's got to be a journey that follows this. And as George came up, and uh, so let's, have the journey, shall we? There's a slide, I think, for the journey. It says, there's a journey, so where do we go from here? And then there's an expectancy. What does that expectancy mean? So we need to get into the scripture that says, in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 13, it says, therefore, Prepare your mind for action. So we need to prepare our minds for action. Now, what controls our mind is what is in our heart. And so if Jesus is the center of our hearts, then our minds are controlled by what he wants and where he wants us to be. If you have a look in that scripture, of 1 Peter 1, and it says there uh, in verses uh, 10, this salvation was something that even the prophets wanted to know about more when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterwards. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. And it was so wonderful that even the angels were eagerly watching these things to happen. And then in the NIV, in some of the NIVs, it says, verse 13, so prepare your mind for action. And so that's where I want to dwell on today. There's an expectancy, and that was one of the things in that. So can we have that slide up about expectancy? It means that we don't know when, we don't know how, We just know that God is up to something very good. And when it bursts forth, whatever we have had to endure in the past will fade into insignificance. I am so excited 
to be a part of that. So prepare our minds for action. I want you to consider your journey through life. What's your destination? What's your focus on that destination? Where is the end of your journey going to end up? Who are you traveling with? Who are you listening to? There's so many things that crowd in upon our hearts and upon our minds that just take our minds off of the focus that we should be in. So I want to encourage you, let's keep our eyes upon Jesus, following him as our good shepherd. So that means, and the next slide will come up, that means that there is going to be a church alive, a family of God on the move. And it has a commission and an expectancy. And when I see that I have been commissioned, there's an expectancy that God is going to turn up and do something that's beyond me and beyond you. And so when God turns up, what's going to happen? 1 Peter chapter 2 and verses 4 and 5 says these, As you come to him, the living stone rejected by men, but chosen by God, precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So there's a time in this house of expectancy. There's a time in this house when we come and worship. There's a time in this house when we come and we have the grace and the love as George and, and Richard and the, uh, the people have been talking about over these last few weeks there's a time, so there's a time to come for repentance. There's a time to come for us to recover. There's a time for us to recuperate and replenish and recall. But there's a commission. And that commission was go and make disciples. And I want to challenge you. Are we doing just that? And you say, but John... I'm not that sort of person. No, you might not be, but the Jesus in you is. And as the Holy Spirit rests upon you, he can utilize your insufficiencies and he can make you into the person he needs you to be. So that commission has got to be a commission and not an omission. And the church of Jesus has lost that commission, that call. So we need to start moving in God. First of all, it's one step at a time. Maybe we are a little bit apprehensive and then gradually we can stride out because the Holy Spirit rests upon us and motivates us and moves us. And then we begin so that we can run in God to be the men and the women that God needs us to be. Are we ready to fulfill that? Let's have the next slide up. So when the house of prayer 
and grace and love and worship creates that expectancy in God that makes it an irresistible community to the city, to the community, to the nation. And so then when they see things happening within the house of God and amongst the people of God, they go, wow, what is this? I want to be a part of that. I want to be in this move of God. And I want to challenge you because this is caught, not taught. So as the Holy Spirit rests upon us and as we begin to infiltrate into society with the experiences of God upon our heart and upon our lives, those values, that sharpness, become a generational experience. Our kids want to know what we know. Our kids want to move in what we move in. Their kids want to know, wow, if God can do that for my grandfather, for my mother, and for my, uh, whoever it might be in that family, well, if he can do it for them, he can do it for me. And so it becomes a generational thing. And borders widen. The impact happens. Families, communities, cities, and countries begin to be impacted because there's a value that people see in your lives and in my life. I want to just give a little testimony here. At one time, when I was working in the factory here in Durban, a lot of people were there. In six months, six of my apprentices came to Jesus. Not all at the same time, but in six months, six of my apprentices came to Jesus. The other guys that were Christians in the, in the different workshops across the factory, and it was a big, big factory, uh, uh, they were saying, well, who's next, John? Who's next? And I'm going, I don't know. That's up to God. But we can infiltrate into our schools, into our universities, into our communities, into our households, and into our complexes that, that we live in. And it starts with you and me. Our encounters with Jesus revolutionize who we are in this journey of life. I think of Moses. And in Exodus chapter 33 and verses 15 to 17, it says that Moses, it says, if your presence doesn't go with us, do not send us from here. So he was called to go on a journey. And God is calling each one of us to go on a journey. But if your presence doesn't go with us, Lord, don't send us from here. How can anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? And so it's the same. We need to have that presence of God upon our hearts. The scripture speaks so much of building the church, but it's about building the kingdom. There's so many more times when it says, I want you to build the kingdom. So now this house of grace, this house of worship, this house of love, this place of expectancy now becomes a vehicle, an instrument, a vessel of reaching a world that's dying, 
deceived, needful, a world without principles, a world without precepts, a world without truth. It doesn't hear about God's purposes. It just hears about the, the, best, think, the best thinking of men. And so things go on. And I was shocked and destroyed to think that kids of 10 and 11 in school were getting pregnant. That's the precepts of men. So we need to be the messengers and the examples just of what God can do. Let's have the next slide up about the paradigms. It's a new level of thinking. Who controls your mind? Who controls my mind? Let's go to the next slide. There's got to be a paradigm shift. When a new level of thinking affects our minds and our hearts so much that it produces radical changes in our behavior. And only Jesus can do that successfully. It's his presence that produces and changes. We get to that place by prayer and grace and worship and love in that house that we've been talking about over these last few weeks, but the expectancy, there's a new purpose and a new journey. So we become the ambassadors of the Lord Jesus. Only Jesus does this successfully. God will not inhabit anything that is not compatible with his purposes. God's provision does not include plan B. He's only got plan A in his mind. It's a very much part of his heart. And he's not willing that any should perish. We hear so much of close friends, of others that are going down with this COVID. But it should concern us more that of people are going to be lost with an eternity to face without the Lord Jesus. Life on earth is not a dress rehearsal. Therefore, prepare your mind for action. As salvation begins to break because you and I dare to step out with that expectancy upon our hearts and we dare to think that God can use us, little old me, with nothing but God's desire upon my heart, God's desire upon your heart. If we step out with that expectancy into the ranks of those that don't know the Lord Jesus, demons will fall. Strongholds will get cast down. Healings will happen and souls will get regenerated. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15 and through to 17 says these words, these signs shall follow them that believe. What is following you? When you work in your office, when you go to college, when you're in your school, when you're in your, uh, when you're in your complex, in your community, what signs follow you? Are they following you? 
when we look at Acts chapter 4 and verse 4, it tells us there that 5,000 new believers plus women and children, 5,000 men were added to the church. And in a a few short days, it added up to 8,000. That was men. They didn't count the women and children that were along with the men. So imagine what would happen in your church, in our church, in your community, if so many started coming to Jesus, the faith and expectancy on the streets. When God moves the pieces of the chessboard of life, you and me, into the places that he wants to move us, things begin to happen. Are you ready? Are you ready? Am I ready to be moved by God into the place to achieve a part of his plan so that our community, our city, our country can be changed by the move of God upon our hearts? I just want to challenge you want to challenge you where are we going what are we being where does God want us to be and so I want to challenge you to be the man the woman that God dares to want you to become are you willing to allow God to touch your heart Are you willing to be the man or the woman that God needs you to be in a world that we live in? As we read in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verses 10, this salvation was something that even the prophets wanted to know more about. When they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you, they wondered what time or situation the spirit of Christ within them was talking about. They were told their messages were not for them, but for you. So I want to challenge you, this message that that the prophet spoke about was for you. But not just for you, it was for those that dared to take it up and share it with a community that's dying, with a world that's dying. Because when Jesus changed my life, when he changed your life, he gave you something worth living for. And as I said before, life is not a dress rehearsal. You only get it to live it once. Where are you going to face eternity what are you going to do when Jesus puts his hand or his finger upon your life and say are you willing to go are you willing to be can I not use you and breathe into your heart and breathe into your life so that you become the man that I need you to be in that community of people 
in that office, in that school, in that university, in that street, in that shopping center. I remember one day going into, I think it was Pick and Pay Hyper, and the lady gave me change, and there was too much. She had miscalculated, and she gave me too much. And I said, excuse me, uh, there's a problem with this money. And she said, oh, what, what, what is it? I said, you've given me too much. There's the how much extra you've given to me. She said, why would you do that? And I said, because if it were short, I would lose out. Now that it's too much, you lose out and you have to pay at the end of the day. She said, but nobody does that. I said, yes, they do, if they belong to Jesus. I want you to be able to just be the light in your community. I want you just to be the man or the woman that spreads that message. And so I want to challenge you. If we're living in a life of expectancy, if we dare to believe that God can take little me who's, insigni who's insignificant in a world that we live in, that he can take us and use us and move through us so that other men and women, other boys and girls, other young people can be affected by the message of Jesus that changes the world. I am so excited about what's going to happen in the weeks and the months to come because I'm living with an expectancy upon my heart that God is beginning to do something in this world that we're living in. Everybody talks about COVID, COVID, COVID. No. I want us to start talking about Wow, did you see what Jesus did? Did you know that this happened? Did you know that that happened? Wow, wow. So let's change our focus. I'm going to change my mindset and not focus on the negatives. I'm going to focus upon the expectancy that there is in my heart that God is going to do something and he could even use me. What about you? Well, I don't know about you, but I know about me. I'm already standing and I'm saying, Lord, here I am. I'm standing. I'm going to go. Whatever it costs, Whatever it means, I just want to be somebody that God can use. What about you? Let's close our eyes in prayer. I want to challenge you. I want to say to you, are you willing to go? Are you willing to be? Are you willing to move? Are you willing to affect a world that God's put you here for? Are you willing to be his chess piece 
and as he moves, and we cry out in our hearts and say, Lord, if you don't go with us, I dare not go. But he says, I am with you always. Now go and be and make disciples in Jesus' name. So the early church did that. Things happened. And we sit here because of that. Father, we just come to you. We commit ourselves to you. We ask you, Lord, that you would just move and be with us now. In Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Amen.